The Gospel reading for this morning is taken from Luke's Gospel, beginning in the ninth chapter at the 51st verse. This is what Luke wrote. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. And on their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. And then they went on to another village. And as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those of my home. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Keep us, O God, from all pettiness. Let us be large in thought, word, and deed. Let us be done with fault-finding and leave off all self-seeking. May we put away all pretense and meet each other face to face without self-pity and without prejudice. May we never be hasty in judgment and always be generous. Let us take time for all things and make us grow calm, serene, and gentle. Teach us to put in action our better impulses to be straightforward and unafraid and grant that we may realize that it is the little things of life that create differences, that in the big things of life, we are as one. And, O oh Lord, help us to be kind. Open our ears, our minds, and our hearts to your word for us this day. Amen. Composer Giacomo Puccini wrote a number of famous operas. And in 1922, he was suddenly stricken by cancer while working on his last opera, Turandot, which many now consider to be his very best. So Puccini said to his students, if I don't finish Turandot, I want you to finish it for me. And shortly afterwards, he died. Now Puccini's students studied opera carefully and they soon completed it. In 1926, the world premiere of Turandot was performed in Milan which with Puccini's favorite student, Arturo Toscanini, con conducting. Everything went beautifully until the opera reached the point where Puccini had been forced to put down his pen. Tears ran down Toscanini's face, 
And he stopped the music, put down his baton, turned to the audience and cried out. Thus far the master wrote, but he died. And a vast silence filled the opera house. But Toscanini picked up the baton again, smiled through his tears and exclaimed, but his disciples finished his work. And when Turingo ended, the audience broke into thunderous applause. And no one at the premiere ever forgot that moment. You know, the gospel story takes a marked shift in Luke now. There is now a very real sense of urgency about it. Luke is all about creating a story that the faith community can access, remember, and imitate. You know, that is how we best pass on things to the next generation. We teach by example. Those who come after us follow through teaching and demonstration. Well, Luke's story allows his faith community to remember the events that helped them to form, helped to form them so that they might seep into their awareness of who they are now. A people so formed by the story of faith that in everyday activities and events, they will represent the truth of God's love for the world. People so rooted in the cause of justice that the everyday pursuit of growing the kingdom of God will just be second nature. In the way Luke tells the gospel story, he shows how Jesus was faithful to God's vision of peace and grace, God's care of those who found themselves at the edge of society and outcast. Jesus remained faithful even though it was dangerous and his message often challenged those in power, be it Rome or the temple authorities. Knowing it was indeed dangerous, Jesus continued. We can now sense an urgency in these sayings. It was a matter of commitment to the cause. To be a part of Jesus' way cost something. To be a disciple was dangerous, and they needed to have their eyes wide open if they were going to respond. And then Luke goes and ratchets up the issue even more with the saying about the dead burying their own dead. In the society of the time, the honor system helped to bring order. There were rules of inheritance and for the proper care of the family. Both Roman and Jewish cultures had the idea of honoring one's father and mother. This saying directly challenges the order of the day. There was a correct way of leaving one's obligations, and it took time. Here there is no time. It was simply to get on with what was the most important to the present needs of the wider society. It was to leave behind those things that inhibit full commitment. The kind of behavior that Jesus was asking for wasn't socially acceptable. It undercut the status quo. And the last saying, it was also one, I believe, for the community. It's really just a common sense for a brand new community. 
When you're on a journey, it does not do to look back. To know what to do in a situation is determined by the situation. You carry your values within you. And the New Lucan community, they were surely on a journey. It was a journey that now included the absence of the temple and ceremonial sacrifice. It was on a journey of trying to figure out what to do with pilgrimage festivals when the end destination had been utterly destroyed. It was on a journey of trying to figure out how Jesus now informed their religious practice. The new faith community was on a journey, and to ask who it had been collectively was to miss the point. It is to ask who we are now and what good do we bring. It is the value of the kingdom of God which oozes holy hospitality, the care for all of creation and all that is in it. Let the dead bury their own dead could possibly be reworked too. Pay attention to what is before us now and not what was in the past. Let's get a fix on the now so that there can be a future because the past doesn't necessarily determine the present or the future. We are not caught up in past identities and in past hurts. We are called to leave the past behind, not to be caught up in blaming the past for our present situation. Now hear me, it is true that past hurts have truly hurt us, but we are not to hold on to them and therefore let them help to determine our present. Let the dead bury their own dead is a call to push off all those negative realities and to understand that as individuals, we have the power to redeem the present. So let's let the dead bury their own dead and move on. A-S-A-P.